Sing Glory! I was very content to just bask in Cynthia's energy for a solid hour and a half. Hence, this episode has been broken down into two parts, because a lot of ground was covered. Breaking up with your business partner is never a walk in the park, especially when the initial dynamic between the both of you was one of friendship. Cynthia takes us through three of such breakups. My palms have already broken out into a cold sweat. And how time and again, she has bounced right back. Not to mention an account on her jet-setting childhood and how being an only child in a family of powerhouses cultivated a strength and grounding within herself and how this is carried through into her work of today. This is Business Partner Breakups with Cynthia Ritzma. This time, the both of us are coming to you from the Netherlands, but alas, unable to meet in person for this call, it's still a virtual call. Hi. I'm so happy to have you on. I'm so happy to be here virtually. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, so let's get into it. Right. First of all, I want to hear a little bit about yourself and your journey and what it's been like up until this point. Okay. Well, I'm Cynthia Ritzma, 29 years old. I was born in the Netherlands, but 10 days after my birth, I moved to Pakistan together with my parents, and I was kind of brought up in Asia for about 10 years first, we lived in places like Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, Singapore, and so on and so on. So my traveler spirit really yeah, came into my life at a very early age, and it's something that is still a big part of my life. Um, I moved back to the Netherlands when I was about 10, 11, and saw a completely different perspective to a huge element of my life, which is being Dutch. I consider myself a global citizen, so I don't really, when people ask me, do you feel Dutch or do you feel um, Ivorian because my mother's from Ivory Coast? I tell them I really don't know. I feel like a a citizen of the world and um, yeah, I can easily adapt myself into different cultures and love to learn and soak in other cultures as well so um yeah i use that element to start my company which is house of notoire i founded house of notoire in 2010 and what i do with house of notoire is connect people worldwide and our tagline is connecting women worldwide because since last year we're focusing mainly on um uh, on women And uh, what we do is host retreats, international retreats. Last year, we had our first to Morocco, Marrakesh. And this year, we're going to Marrakesh again because it was so nice. We had to do it twice. And (laughs) we're going to Bali. And next year, we have four very special destinations as well, which we will be announcing in September. But two of them will be in Europe and two of them will be far away. Uh, without saying too much, one is in Africa, quite south, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a big hint, and the other one is in the Caribbean, but the island still needs to be determined. 
And apart from that, we share stories online on our website and social media. Those are stories about women from around the world, whether it is about their careers, about their journeys, about their uh, struggles. We love to share different perspectives and different stories so that everyone can kind of get to know other women and their stories step by step through uh, our online platform. And um, we also host different events locally, and we're trying to host events um, internationally as well, so women can get together and we can network, support, and inspire each other. So that's basically what I do in a nutshell. Wow, the perfect job. <laughs> it feels like the perfect job. It definitely so you're does. You're a busy, busy woman. <laughs> very, very busy. I mean... House of Natoire started as a passion project, but it really is a full-time job. Unfortunately, it's not a full-time job that I can earn my living with yet, but I know it will happen. So next to that, I also work as a freelancer in PR, communication, social media, marketing, etc. And um, I do consultancy as well. So that's what I earn my uh, bread and butter with as we say in Dutch but um yeah very very busy indeed oh gosh that agenda (laughs) (laughs) well I'm gonna just deep dive right into it and ask kind of what your perspective is on following your intuition and your gut following my intuition means everything to me I consider myself a highly sensitive person when it comes to uh, my intuition and following my gut. I think everything that I do is uh, based off of that as well. When it came to starting my company, it wasn't because I felt like I had to in terms of, oh, everyone is starting something or a passion project or endeavor or whatever and I need to just follow along no it was really um a part of me so to say I come from an entrepreneurial family my mother's an entrepreneur her parents were entrepreneurs and um it just made sense so something inside of me was always preparing for house of natoire or Uh, any of the other projects that I I was doing. So it came very natural. And when it comes to the journey that House of Natoire has been on, which is eight years, um, upcoming October, there have been many situations that I had to follow my gut and either press pause or start again on uh, this company. But that is part of being an entrepreneur and it's, it's part of the journey. Um, either way, I think any entrepreneur will, will say that. But for me, I think it's very important to listen to your gut so you know that you're offering the most authentic version of yourself and of your company as well. And um, know that you're doing it for the right reasons, so to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can go on. Do you need examples of well, we can a kind of moment? <laughs> we could. I love. Yeah, I mean, I love to hear an example right now. <laughs> um, well, a huge example um, for me in terms of following my gut was 
following whom I was supposed to work with or not. Um, I love to collaborate, and that is also a main element of what we do with House of Notoires, collaborate with different creatives, artists, um, you know, other entrepreneurs as well. And for me, I always felt like I knew what my company was, and I knew what I had to do and what I wanted to create, but I was always kind of scared to do it by myself. And at the time, I never saw it as being scared, but now being older and going through this journey, I realized that that really is what it was. So I took on various partners uh, within the company. I think I've worked with three different partners. Yeah, it's three. Uh, over these past eight years, and every time it didn't work out, and I just didn't understand what it was, all I knew is that I felt that I was either giving more than the other or understanding what the company needed more than the other um, and just felt an overall lack of motivation from uh, a partner's perspective. So each time we had to part ways, luckily we're all still very good friends. And um, even though I had a beautiful journey with them, my gut always told me, no, this is your baby. You have to like take the, what's it called when, uh, when a kid has extra wheels when they learn how to ride the, a bike oh, for the first Oh, God. Um, well, your listeners know what we mean, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had to take, like, for me at least, and really um, try and ride this journey out on my own. Um, so yeah, I had to listen to my gut many, many times in terms of knowing what the actual path was for my company, um, and knowing the right people to surround yourself with. And that also comes to play not only in business, but also in friendships, um, love and all other relationships yes. that are out there. So, yeah, that is one of the examples where I really had to listen to my gut and really know that sometimes or often, and more often than not, you know that you can do this, but you just need to believe in yourself and believe in your own intuition. And in terms of business partner, how would you go about finding that person if you didn't have someone in your immediate circle that really spoke to you? How would you kind of source that? And what would you be looking in a partner? So the business partners that I um, took on um, at House of Notoire were all friends. So they were all in my immediate circle. And I think how the whole um, partnership arise was out of just conversation, out of explaining what, um, what your vision is, what your goal is, and then these particular partners that came aboard um, really understood it, or so I thought. And um, what I realized was that maybe they are more of the target audience or the group that I want to reach out to rather than taking them uh, on board within the company because Understanding a company and being um, enthusiastic about what you're doing or being a fan of what someone is doing 
doesn't necessarily mean that you need to work together with this person yeah. because, you know, everyone has a different work ethic and everyone has a different motivation. And of course, I 100% understand why my motivation towards the company is 1000% more than any other person that I can um, take into the team as a partner. However, when you work with um, other people to collaborate, whether it is on a project or whether it is just being a team member and they still have that passion, it is different and that can completely work because you take people on for different roles within the company. But when you're taking someone on to share an equal role as to determining the um, routes that the company is supposed to take and your vision is completely different to your now co-founder, so to say, um, that's difficult. Yeah. It's really, really hard, yeah. You know, it's always kind of weird when it's hard to communicate to someone that it's not exactly a right fit, the teamwork isn't working out. How did you, if you don't mind me asking, how did you kind of go about handling that and like letting the other person know? Was it mutual? Did they know? Um, I don't mind you asking at all. I think it's important to share because I know that there must be other people out there as well that might be facing the same issue and don't know how to tackle it. I think honesty is key and uh, being transparent about how you feel as hard as it can be um, almost always actually. For me it's very hard because I have friends that were my partners so I was scared to lose a friendship over a yeah. business and for me that is never worth it never ever ever so I'm thinking back to the three times that this had to happen <laughs> so all three situations are different um, the first partner it didn't work out because I found out that she was plagiarizing some content to put on our website without me knowing so that was a very easy decision for me to be like okay no this cannot go on any further and we had different partners and companies that we were working for and creating content for um through house of notoire and that just really hurt a lot of business relationships for us so Although I loved her dearly, and I still do, it was a mistake. It's a mistake that is forgiven, but it was an easy decision for for me and for us mutually to be like, okay, now this is not going to work. Because if you cannot put in the effort to create original content, um, then that means your heart is not in it. Yeah. So that was easy to part ways. Um, the second person... Um, kind of disappeared out of um, my life, whether it was for the business or as a as a friendship. We were so, we had a plan, um, a summer plan actually, to kind of take House of Natoire to another level. We were supposed to go abroad. Um, we were supposed to go back to Asia. And we made all these plans, and I thought that we were all set from both ends, at least I was. And then when push came to shove, a week before going, 
I started hearing less from her. Then it was three days before we were supposed to take our flight. Then it was one day before we were supposed to take our flight. And then I thought, okay, yeah, she's just not coming anymore. Um, But in her defense, she was struggling with a lot of personal issues, also like health and mental issues um, that she did not know how to cope with or how to communicate it uh, towards me. And I I think she also felt quite... um, I don't want to say insecure, but I think scared to to face her reality and scared for my reaction as well. So I still went to to Asia to pursue the plans that we have been preparing months before. And our friendship took uh, a downfall for for a good while. However, um, a few months down the line, she she sent me a very long email explaining her situation. And I'm just a very forgiving person. Um, I don't like to hold any grudges. So, um, yeah, I fully understand the situation she was in at the time. And we just parted ways kind of forcibly because she just stepped out. Um, however, again we are okay now. So that's good. Yeah. And then the last partner was a mutual decision. So I think that was really the first time that I had to let someone down for no particular reason. Uh, besides that I had to do this on my own. Um, and that was hard. She is still a very dear friend of mine today, and I still see her frequently, and um, we're like sisters. And although, so we we partnered together for about a year and a half, and we um, were very passionate about our partnership um, in the beginning stages, but we noticed towards the end that I would take the lead in um, certain projects of ours or, or events or retreats and things like that. And after our first retreat to Morocco, um, which I still organized with her, we realized that it was not the best match for her and she was losing herself uh, as well within the company. And that is something that I definitely do not want. So we had a very calm, open discussion about Um, why it was not working on both ends. And although it was difficult, it felt safe to part ways because we knew that our friendship was much more important than us working together. And of course, we had to kind of unwind from each other in the uh, months following because we kind of had to find our place again in our friendship because we were so accustomed to working together and having this work relationship as well. Although we were friends throughout our work relationship, our um, business took over almost our daily lives. So we kind of had to settle our way back into what we were being just friends. Um, kind of like a breakup, actually, if it, but a good breakup, a positive mutual breakup. And um, yeah, I have to say that working with her was uh, the best experience I've had as, um, as a business partner. And I've learned a lot from her as well. And I value each moment that we've 
that we've worked together and um, I'm happy that we we ended ways on a mutual understanding and respect for each other as well. Yeah. So you can break up positively. <laughs> I really appreciate that you opened up about mental health as well and just handling friendships because I feel like people kind of forget that business, it's dealing with humans. And Absolutely. It's, it's not cold cut. It's like these are people's feelings and it's like there is the mental space and so much more to it than contracts and wages. Exactly. Absolutely. And especially when you start working with friends, people almost always say don't work with friends or family. Yeah. That's because you have such a big element next to it, which is your friendship or your 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 family um, dynamic that is much more important than having a business or having, you know, finding ways to make, make, make income. Uh, and that should never go at the expense of your, your friendship or your family. Um, so it is definitely tricky. And I've learned from that. I personally, I will never, never say never, but I think never take on uh, a business partner that is a friend or a family member, I will definitely still work together with them in other ways. Like I said, you know, there are always different types of roles within a company and that that can be fine as well. But if you are sharing an equal role and do not provide an equal amount of time or your attention or passion, then that will just not work. Well, it sounds like you have a really, really strong sense of self. And I'd like to know, did you hone in on this over the years? Or were there any aspects growing up in all these different environments that you did? Um, or was it your parents that kind of contributed to this? It's mm -hmm. a good question. Um, I definitely feel that this past year, I developed into knowing who I am. It's still a journey. I'm still figuring out the exact package of who Cynthia Ritzma is, but it is a combination of, of all the elements you just mentioned. It is my travel experience. Um, it's being an only child as well. I really had to rely on myself, even though, um, of course I have great role models, my parents as great role models. Um, you're alone most of the time. You know, you have two parents that, that are always working or traveling. Um, I grew up in Asia with both my parents. And when we moved to the Netherlands, I kind of grew up only with my mother. Even though my parents are still together, uh, my dad is always abroad for business. So we see him like, let's say out of 12 months uh, in a year, maybe one to two months total. Uh, so he would come back from, for example, the other day he just came back from, I believe it was India. Yeah, it was India. He was home for a day. The next day he went to, where was it again? I think it was Spain or Croatia. Not sure. Then he came back for two days and now he just left a couple of days ago. Um, to go to Austria for three weeks. So that is the dynamic that we have in our family. And um, 
I grew up knowing this. This was my normal. This It was just me and my mother, and we really had to rely on ourselves. Um, and my mother is um, Ivorian, as I mentioned before, and she moved to the Netherlands and then Asia for my, for my father, for love. And um, she only spoke French at the time. So when my parents got to know each other, um, they spoke French together. My dad has um, great language skills. I have it from my dad. He speaks like 10 languages from, from Russian to, to English, Dutch, French, German, uh, Chinese, Indonesian, like it goes okay. on and on. So we grew up um, speaking a lot of French and English as our two main languages and then Dutch, of course, because I am Dutch. Um, but my mother had to like self... She was self-taught in all these languages as well. And every time she had to move to a different country and um, she met my dad at quite a young age. So she was never really accustomed to all the, um, let's say, how do I explain this? Um, all the academic aspects of how to tackle things within a business or within a day-to-day -day life, like, or like, you know, getting your, your, doing your taxes and bills and whatever comes to play. So I grew up kind of being my mom's assistant. Um, and I grew up at a very young age learning all these other facets that come to play in a business apart from being a creative. So my mom is a super creative. She is great at coming up with business models. She has set up a variety of businesses, which she, which she still owns. But when it comes to you know, making a business plan or, like I said, taxes or all those other elements that, that come to play, she had no clue. So I had to, like, learn, my, teach myself how to handle those aspects from her at a young age. I mean, I started doing that when I was, I think, 11, 12, because my dad wasn't there to explain it. And she didn't speak Dutch. She couldn't read Dutch at the time. Um, now she can. Um, so I just handled all those elements from her for her. And then so a part of that and a part of me being an only child and a part of me having this global perspective on things made me mature at a very young age. So I kind of felt ready to take on the world at a very young age. Like I felt like an adult when I was 12. Yeah, you're of set. course. <laughs> Yeah, of course, I I still had uh, an actual childhood, and I was playing outside, of course, and climbing in trees, and you know, teasing all the boys and things like that. But um, yeah, I I definitely feel like I was always either more I don't necessarily want to say wiser, but more prepared beyond my age than I should have been. So that really helped me be secure, um, confident, um, and more patient in life as well. Because as a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult, you know, you're always still figuring things out. And of course, I belong to that category as well, but I've always had a more mature perspective to things and a very calm and, um, how can I say this kind of like an, you know, how you can see things from the outside. So, yeah, you know, when you're stressing or 
very insecure about something, you kind of tend to lose yourself in that moment and think that everything's going to fail. And I've always had this perspective of it's going to be okay. There's a solution to everything. Um, I also always say I don't believe in getting lost. I don't believe you can get lost in a forest. You can stay there for a couple of hours. Maybe you'll be lost for a couple of weeks, but there's always a way out if there are not any bears involved. But yeah. You know what I mean? So I've always had this calm and collected approach to things in life, and that really helped me um, be the person that I am today. And um, of redefining yourself time yeah. and time again. But that comes with growing up. Um, that also comes with being an entrepreneur and also dealing with um, your mental state of being, you know, knowing what you want, trying to dive into who you really are. Meditation has helped. Um, I've had a burnout uh, about a year and a half ago, time flies, but that really kind of got me back to square one and slowly building myself up again, building my health up again, my, my mental health, especially. And yeah, you are always on a continuous route of discovering who you are, I would say. Yeah. There's no end to that. But it sounds yeah. like you come from a powerhouse family. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I guess so. They they are definitely very powerful examples. This is Cynthia Ritzma at Guts and Glory, and I'm signing off. This was Business Partner Breakups with Cynthia Ritzma. Refer to the show notes to further get to know our guest. Share your thoughts and show some love by subscribing or get in touch to be featured on the podcast. Released every other Monday. Thanks for lending us an ear. Passing on the mic.